Yo, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us for the week eight episode of House Divided. My name is Charles Shagley. Um, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Brandon Heffernan and Kusherine. We're brought to you by the OE Howell Broadcasting Network. Make sure, make sure to go check out oehowell.org for some more podcasts and other stories regarding sports and other subjects. Um, we're sorry that we weren't able to bring you guys an episode last week. We just had a lot of stuff going down. I was coming down with the sickness, but we got a lot. That just means we got more to cover this episode. But first of all, we had Halloween this weekend. How are you guys' Halloweens? Pretty Man. fun. That's pretty, pretty fun. fun. How was yours? You got a lot um, of candy. Mine was all right, to say the least. It was all right. But I, I did come home. I wasn't able, for you know certain reasons, I wasn't able to go out and get candy this year. You know, I was just handing out candy this year. It's fine. It's uh, it's part of growing up, you know. But like, I still was able to enjoy a huge stack of candy thanks to one of my friends that brought me some. Um, so friends I just wanted all I, of your friends that brought you some. Yeah, all my friends kind of yeah. brought me brought me some candy. So I was just like. You know, I still got to enjoy the true pleasure of Halloween is just eating a ton of candy that night and getting sick. But, you know, what are you guys? I'm trying to think right now. I want to rank our top three candies. Uh, if I had to rank mine, I was just thinking about this earlier. I'd probably have to go um, number three Skittles because I have to have at least like one non-chocolate thing in there. Right, like, can okay, list, hold on, you can hold on. Skittles. Right so you're if saying you Skittles you're just sitting three. there. And you just start eating Skittles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skittles. Skittles are great. Skittles. Okay, think about this. Let me explain right, my case. You want to go or you want me to go? Because his list is done. No, let Skittles me explain my case. He put Skittles on his list. Let me explain my case. So one, I want to have not one non-chocolate thing on there. Because if you do all chocolate, that's just like OP. Because like all chocolate, everyone loves chocolate on Halloween. Okay, but that's second of, we're listing our top three candies. Second of all, that, yeah, it's my top three. You got a problem with makes it? No sense. I second of all, all chocolate tastes the same, but Skittles, it's a variety of flavors, and it's more like sugar flavors. Actually, they're flavors. all the same flavors. Okay, but like the color gives you like the appearance that's gonna be different. But they're flavors. all the same flavors. Yeah. They are. All right. Anyway, moving. That's past my point. I want that's number three Skittles for me personally. Number two, I'm going with Snickers. That's a classic. I don't mm-hmm. think there's much arguing with that. You gotta have that in your top yeah, three. Really good. And number one, my favorite candy and my favorite thing to get on Halloween. It's rare. It's gonna be controversial, but Tootsie Rolls. You see, this is why we no don't let this way. guy go first. Yeah, There's Tootsie no Rolls. reason we should let Bear? this guy go first. Number one? Yeah, Tootsie Rolls. My favorite candy Why do you let time. him go first? <laughs> I could say Twix is an honorable mention for going up there, but Tootsie Rolls are by <laughs> far my favorite okay, candy. <laughs> Pause it. Are you actually being serious? <laughs> yes, I'm dead serious. <laughs> Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls. The They're ones that unwrap in the black things. They're great. They're amazing. They're like It's like a soft chocolate. It's so nice. That's funny, no, no, that's because literally weird. in math class the other day, I ranked Tootsie Roll as the worst candy. <laughs> they, right. And you're over here saying I, I, I wouldn't say they're the worst, they're just not, I don't like them. They're not in my the top worst. five or okay. top ten. Every time I finish my Halloween candy, guess what's left in the bag? I'll take them. Tootsie Almond Joys, Rolls, Almond Joys, Almond Joys, oh, Almond Joys suck. and Circus Peanuts. <laughs> Actually, I'll put Circus Peanuts above. Oh, I'd no. rather I'd rather use a pencil that I got from someone's ball than eat, than eat a Tootsie Roll. Yeah. Tootsie Roll's <laughs> If there was a Tootsie Roll and a pencil, Underrated. I would grab the pencil over the Tootsie Roll, and I'm not even kidding. All right, then one of your guys' top three. All right, let me go. Three, I Snickers. Two is Reese's Cups or Reese's Pieces, and then one is Twix. Reese's Pieces. Wait, Reese's Pieces or Reese's Cups? It's two Reese's different Cups, things. the peanut butter cups. Okay, and then what's number one? Twix. Twix, all right. Okay. That's fair. That's like, that's like generic. That's not risky. I yeah, can't but I just really like say that. like in order, but my top three probably have to be peanut M&M's. Those are good. A hundred grand. 
100 grand. Okay. Also. 100 grand That's is a really like a top good. three candy, though. Have you what? tried them? They're like, what? I guess I can't that say you anything, can't but... find at the store. Like, there's not king size bars for them. You rarely ever so get them. Good. They're so good. And that's like... I don't want to put all chocolate, so I guess. Don't say Skittles. Please don't no, say Skittles. are the best non chocolate candy. Oh, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, sour those are good too. Or may... But if I had them, they're too sweet for me. Twix. They're too sweet for me. Twix are, Twix are good too. I would probably have them interchangeable with three for me. Like, literally, I did. Twix. Oh, I forgot about Hershey's. That's the blasphemous thing I've heard. You know. I don't underrated. think he's ever used that word before until now. Underrated. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon just expanded list. his vocabulary just to insult my favorite candy. So <laughs> That is disgusting. <laughs> so anyway, that was a fun weekend. But aside from that, we also had some great games going on uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, oh, even yeah, before that, we had Thursday night's game, which is oh, Packers yeah, versus Arizona. Baby. A great game. Oh, yeah, um, it really boosted Aaron Rodgers' uh, MVP. I was about to say Heisman. MVP case. Um, for the rest of the season, which we'll get into later. But, Chris, I want to hear your thoughts on what you thought that game was. Just oh, with yeah, playing man. without your, uh, what, All top right, three receivers, right? All right, let me go off. All right, so we're missing Devontae Adams, Marcos Valdez-Scantling, Alan Lazar. We oh, lost Robert. MVS, no. We lost Robert. MVS? The world is over. All right, Devontae Adams. Okay. We lost Robert Tonian to an ACL Robert injury Tonian in the third. sucks. He's the only starting tight end. He's not sucks. He just doesn't get thrown the ball. Mercedes Lewis is better than Robert. I guess Mercedes Lewis is cold. All right, David Bakhtiari, and then when we get on defense, we're missing Zadarius Smith. We're missing Preston Smith for part of the game and Jair Alexander, and we still beat the best team in the NFL, the undefeated seven and zero Cardinals. People can make a case they had injuries, but it was not as severe as the Packers. It wasn't. It's not fair to say that the. Cardinals had more injuries than the Packers did. They were missing yeah. Rodney Hudson and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, and even though I think even though um the Cardinals were were able to put up twenty one points, I still think the Packers defense played amazing. I mean twenty one points is good for that for that banged up defense. I think that they played an amazing game. That's the only thing that really kept them in that game because the Cardinals offense is really what's been powered them throughout that game. But Kyler Murray, uh, was, he didn't even throw for a touchdown that game. He only and he threw two picks. Uh, offensive line didn't hold up that great. He took two sacks in that game. Um, the only thing that really kept the Cardinals in that game was a running back duo, which we talked about before. Chase Edmonds finished with seven carries Yo. for 30 yards and a touchdown. James yeah. Conner, five for 22 and two touchdowns. So, I would say kept them in the game. They didn't. Honestly, what kept they were them in the game, game is end. Matt LaFleur's play calling because we were in this red within not even in the red zone. We were within the five-yard line twice, and we came away. With tw- two times, we came away with a total of three points. One was a field goal and one went fourth down non-conversion. So, Matt LaFleur's play calling kept them in the game because that could have been – we could have been up by – the Packers uh, could have been up by so much score. more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Matt but, LaFleur needs to pick up his play calling in the red zone. But I think the defense has really stepped it up in that because a common theme that we saw throughout the first, like, what was it, like five or six weeks of the season that the mm-hmm. Packers let up every single red zone yeah, uh, drive as a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But it really – it came down to that at the end. They had a – I want to read this real quick because I was reading up on this. It was like a practice squad corner, right? I want to say – Rasul Douglas. Yeah, he was on Russell the Cardinals Douglas. four weeks ago on the yeah. Cardinals practice squad. He's never been on an NFL team, and then he came out starting for the Packers and ended the game the with a game-ending interception for them, which was a red zone stop. Which So the Cardinals were in that game until the very end. They had that chance to score, and I think – um, under normal circumstances, uh, first of all, why don't you give it to D-Hop there? That's just another use of Cliff. 
Oh, what? He was on the game. DR for what? sure. He left oh, that's right. He Did got... he leave the game? Mm-hmm. I thought he came he tried back, coming though. Back. Yeah, he came back he came and back then he left for a again. Couple that's right. He got mad at him and put yeah. him back on the bench. Yeah, so instead they go to AJ Green, who for some reason thinks it's a run play, so he goes to black and then... Russell he didn't think Douglas. it was a run play. He didn't think the ball was coming to he him. He went to go black. You see him? He ran straight out and just... He flew. didn't think the ball was coming to him. He was looking up at the... What? The screen. Yes. No, he went to Why go would they, He stuck his arms out. He did not think it was a run You can play. go back Why and would watch they it. run it at the six-yard line with 14 so. seconds left and no timeouts? I mean, he definitely is not that dumb. He thought the ball was not coming it to It looks him. like he went to go black, but... No, he thought the ball was not like coming to him. Yeah. It did look like he went to block. Yeah. But... Well, obviously, he didn't know the ball was coming to him, obviously. But it was just a miscommunication. It kind of ended up selling them the game, but... um. Aside from that, D-Hop, though, while he's still in the game, he had one of the craziest plays I just want to talk about that I've ever seen by a wide receiver this season. Um, or mostly just, like, not e- it wasn't even the catch. Because, like, usually people are talking about the wide receiver's catches, but you don't hear them talk about the routes enough. And it wasn't even the route, necessarily. It was... The it was something I've never seen before. It's basically a fade down the sideline. If you guys haven't seen it, and he like slows down. The corner's looking at him, so he slows down to think the ball's approaching him. But that's really not. The ball's still traveling way more ahead of him. So then he speeds back up and catches it down further down the sideline. It's one of the craziest. Like it's like in air. The ball's in the air, and he jukes him out without the ball in his hands while the ball was in the air. It's one of the craziest things he I've ever seen. Eric Stokes on that play. Like Stokes was lost. It was crazy. Really? And overall, it was just a really good game. It was, it was a fun bad. game that to watch. That was the most nerve-wracking game I've ever watched. For this season, for there's been some pretty bad primetime games, especially this one that we're watching right now. Right I now, think- we're, we're recording this on Thursday night. We're watching Jets versus uh, Colts, and the Colts are absolutely just running the ball all over the Jets right now. But, uh, yeah. The, besides for, so, aside from these games, the Packers versus Arizona game was a really fun primetime game to watch this it week. So nerve-wracking. Yeah. I can't even describe it. <laughs> when you support a team like we do, it's just watching a game like that is just, it's insane. It's crazy. It was, re- it was really fun to watch. But what was not fun to watch was the Bears' second half against the <laughs> Niners. I know me and Brandon have some, we have a yeah. lot of uh, kind words to say about that game. But the first half looked so good. Like, we looked so good in the first half. Our offense, good. if I had to pick up... I think that was Justin Fields' best game. Yeah, for sure. I think I think if you had, if yeah, you had to choose Justin... more than 20 points. Haha. <laughs> if, you, if you had to choose Justin Fields' top two games from this year so far, it'd be this Niners game and the Raiders game. Yeah. Uh, but I think this one was one of his best, except, especially running-wise. We know he had that amazing play where it was, like, third down and third and three or something like that, third and two, and he took off on it. He scrambled one side, cut back, picked up blockers, Came out the other side and uh, ended up scoring on the left down the left sideline. Um, but passing wise too, he played pretty well. He had 175 for a touchdown, only threw one pick, took four sacks. So again, the Bears' pass blocking has improved to be that great. Uh, the run blocking has improved though. It's looked really good, even without David Montgomery back. I know. I think he's. They just announced he's coming back tomorrow. Yeah, he's back to practice. Activated yeah. Just got activated. He's not playing this week though. Right? He's back to practice. I think. I wouldn't think he'd play after only practicing nah, two days but i don't think, I don't think so especially with how that's what i want to talk about how good their run blocking just run offense has been general so justin feels actually the leading rusher in that game he rushed for over 100 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown i think it's his that, first over 100 yard rushing game in the that nfl one play on fourth and one at the end of the second quarter was insane yeah that was crazy it was nuts he just he put he embarrassed the entire niners defense and damon the sadly damon williams i think had the, he left that game in what like the first quarter he yes. left early on Clearly yeah Harper, i think Clearly Harper played better. really good 23 yard or Obviously, 23 carries for 72 yards and uh he didn't score 
a touchdown, but he also caught a, caught a couple passes out of the backfield as well. He's been a good receiving back and just an explosive guy for them in general. Um, the Bears are going to have a good running back trio when... Damian, yeah, and hopefully Damian Williams is right. I don't think there's anything too He's not going to get though. many carries, but him and Herbert, yeah. Montgomery and Herbert are going to be a good duo. Yeah, because Herbert wasn't really given the chance. He started the season off on just special teams, and he's, he mm-hmm. proved explosive. Which, by the way, Jakeem Grant, the guy we just picked up, I think, it, like, he's so helpful to sign up our offense in good positions. And I think that was a major reason why we were able to have a little bit of excess, success because every time I see it, so before I'm used to Khalil Herbert, he started off the game as our kick returner. And every time it went to the end zone, just let it go out of the back of the end zone, which everyone does. But instead, every time Jakeem Grant, there's not been a play where I watch him where he doesn't take a fair catch or he takes a fair catch or uh, lets it go out throughout the back of the end zone on a kickoff. Uh, he had six returns for 156 yards, averaged 26 yards per return, per return. Took out and he took out every ball out of the end zone that game. Um, he just set up the team really nice. He set up set us up on like the 30 or 35 yard line to give us a little more room to operate, um, which I think was just a little bit helpful too. I'm good. I think that was a good pickup for us near the end of the trade deadline. I think a problem with the Bears' offense, and just Matt Nagy, honestly, like why are they not throwing the ball to Allen Robinson? I just I don't get it. Like, he's literally a top 10 talent received, talent-wise receiver in the NFL. How are you just not throwing the ball to him? It's the same thing in Arizona with DeAndre Hopkins. Like, how do you just not throw the ball to your star receiver? I don't get it. I don't know. I, I don't know what I Matt Nagy like is designing over we there. We should have had a deal for Allen. Because I love Allen Robinson. I feel like we should have had a deal to get him out of Chicago before the trade deadline. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's not so doing yeah, right he's now he's so, much, so much. And if we're not using him... Might as well get something for him. Because his exactly. value is just going to keep going down and down. And I think just he's more of like a deep threat, like down the sideline type of receiver. But our new – he's, he's kind of like a possession receiver, yeah, jump ball. Or, yeah, exactly. But not, they don't really test him deep. Like we saw Justin Fields against the, against the Packers take a, a couple deep shots. But right now, like especially with um, Nahi out for this game, uh, they ran a lot of just like short passes, a lot of like – what we saw with Mitch Trubisky when they really wanted to get him involved early on. Uh, a lot of, like, play action, get him out of the pocket, get him moving, get him running the ball. Um, some dump downs, some, like, corner routes, some out routes, just anything, like, near the sideline to just keep the ball moving. Uh, not re- not a whole lot of tempo in their offense, but um, nevertheless, like, the whole first half, they looked really good. Put up 13 points in the first half. Mm-hmm. It was, like, 13 and a half time. But then the second half... Uh, the offense just faltered. Like it, the, we we put up a field goal in the third and scored in the fourth. But it wasn't even the offense. It was just the defense just yeah, gave up, and exactly. the, it it all started honestly before even halftime though, because in the second quarter we gave up that huge pass to uh Debo Samuel. I think it was down the middle, which set them up for a field goal at the end of half, and then our defense okay. just didn't come back out Debo after that. Is- a dog, like he's, yeah. dude is he, so Debo good. Samuel is what everyone thought Brandon Ayuk would be this he's season, like, and he's better than that. He looks exactly like AJ Brown. I don't know why. Yeah, he, he reminds me of. He's AJ always Brown been so one much. of the best yards after catch. He's runners, so physical. Receivers in the NFL, yeah. and he's so physical down the ball. Like we saw him, uh, absolutely just like bully Eddie Jack. Or no, it wasn't Eddie Jack. That was his backup, and at that point, Eddie Jackson got hurt. But he like bullied our safety down the middle just to mm-hmm. uh, create space for him on that catch. Like he's just super physical, super quick. I think I don't think it's a lot like what they thought Brandon Ayuk because Brandon Ayuk was like yards after catch guy too, but he's more mm-hmm. just like a elusive. I mean, type in dude. terms of being the Niners' number one receiver, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, everyone sure. thought it would be Ayuk. This yeah, season. which is such a weird situation. First of all, I know this game actually when I was looking at it, was his most involved game of the season. Uh, a whole four targets this game for him, but it's just crazy. Ego was just way too high. Yeah. What do you mean like, by that? Because. 
uh, feels like he doesn't need to use him because everybody said, else, like... Thinks that's their, like, know, main yeah. option. Like, he thinks he, he wants to he be wants this, like, offensive like, mind. Yeah, he wants to be, like... Because they, thought, they thought last season the only reason they had any success was because they had this, like, oh, Brandon Ayuk, young guy, just came out and carried their offense. But he wanted to be different. And he came out and he said that he thought... Well, first of all, he didn't... He rode with Jimmy G after... um. That before they were thinking about drafting a quarterback, which obviously, like, the management didn't, like, say they wanted to draft a quarterback. And then they drafted Trey Lance, and then towards the end of camp, he said that he supported Trey Lance starting over Jimmy G, which uh, angered Kyle Shanahan. So it's just, like, it's a whole ego thing. It's weird with him not getting the ball, because obviously Debo's a better receiver, um, but it just doesn't make any sense how you wouldn't spread the ball to Brandon Ayuk as well. He's, like, he was, like, so athletic so get, quick last year. It goes year. back to, like, an Allen Robinson and D-Hop thing. They're just not throwing it. I, like, I don't know what their coaches are doing. Like, why have such a good player if you're not going to utilize him? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. His talent just basically racing. just like he's a decoy. Used, yeah, he's been used as not even you can't value him as a decoy anymore. They just know he's not going to get the ball, so he's not a decoy. Yeah, it's just pointless. It's the same thing with Allen Robinson. I mean, Allen. The thing is, Allen Robinson. He. The first, from what the first couple weeks when he was still getting the ball more, he had a couple of drops. Like he didn't look all that great, but still, he's like he's people have those slumps. So you gotta keep feeding him the ball, give him the chance to you know score again. The end zone a couple of times, get his confidence up, and he'll be able to return to that old self. Because right now we need like an, I mean Justin Fields starting to be like that guy that the offense moves through, which it should be as a quarterback. But it, before him, it was Allen Robinson. We just need like a guy who. When we need, like, a bailout catch, a one-on-one jump ball, like, he needs to be there. And if he's only getting, like, how many targets did he get this game? I want to say, like, he only got four targets this game. So it's just, like, you know, what you're not giving him a chance to do his thing and, uh, you know, get some of those, like, points up on the board when you can get in those one-on-one situations in the red zone and stuff like that. But um, another thing that I wanted to talk about, that's been really interesting is this Odell situation since we're talking about like this like ego Ooh, issue yeah. and stuff like that. You, you got, yeah, I know I'm wants so confused that. about that. So are they just going to release no, I, OBJ and have somebody sign him? Like what is the point? Is I that because they nobody should have traded. I guess they probably didn't get a good offer. They yeah, wanted to. They wanted the they... same. The Saints were looking at him. Mm-hmm. They said. That would have been good. Why wouldn't they just trade him for something if they were just going to release him? It's, it's really, really interesting because um, so basically – Brand, or, uh, I was about to say Brandon Ayuk. Odell Beckham has been getting the ball a ton this season after coming off that injury. Um, they think it's a lot of Browns fans and uh, the Browns fan base think it's just because of Baker Mayfield not looking for him He's as much. Not looking which for is, him. Baker Mayfield missing him. Baker Mayfield yeah, is a below both. average quarterback. It is I mean, both. It's, it's both. He's not looking at him. Have where Baker or oh, OBJ yeah. will be mm-hmm. wide open? Baker Mayfield just won't even I mean, see I think we've seen every play at this point because – we all watched uh, Odell Beckham's dad's video on Instagram. So OBJ's dad uh, posted a video on Instagram of it was so funny. It was like a highlight tape, but it was it was targeting Odell every single time this season that he's been open and he hasn't gotten the ball or like every bad ball he's gotten. It was like a ten minute video already through the season. He's missed like the first couple of weeks, so it was just like that. I think that's what really set off the whole Browns thing with him, where there it's just like the bad relationships has been going on this whole season. But then like like. Surprise, surprise, Apple doesn't fall for fall for fall far from the tree. <laughs> Jeez, I can't talk. Odell's dad is kind of like a drama queen Odell's too. With posting, yeah, he posted that video on Instagram. Yeah, he did. Oh, what video? The one the ten minute video of him being open every that's where that video like oh, said like resurfacing out. Mm-hmm. Odell's dad 
Post um, it on social media. Yeah, post on social media the video of Odell being open, like, for 10 minutes straight, or, like, one of those, like, compilations or something like that. So that's what kind of set it off, because since then, Odell's been excused from two practices. It, the trade deadline's passed. It said that they were looking at trades for Saints. He, um, he hasn't been in contact with the team or the coach at all. It's just – it's a dire situation. I don't think he plays another snap for them. It's just sad to see. Um, I mean, like, he was, like – one of the great, like, he had the, one of the best rookie seasons of all time, and it was just so fun to watch him when, he was, like, one of those first guys, I feel like, when we started really getting into football, that that was, like, the coolest guy, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, yeah. the, the fall from the top from him has been insane, it's been so sad to watch, because, like, you'll see those running backs sometimes, like, uh, where they'll have, like, <laughs> quick bursts of, like, being the top running back in the league, like, DeMarco Murray or something running backs like that. are just so replaceable. Yeah, they are. I mean, you see it with Todd Gurley. Yeah, Ty Gurley was another crazy Demarco one. Murray, you see it with even Eddie Lacy was great for a time. And where did Eddie he Lacy go? Eddie Lacy was cold, rookie of the year. Where did he go? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. Spray eating just, right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eating. <laughs> <laughs> no, but OBJ, like I remember everyone be like, "Oh, tell me, oh, tell me," just like recreating that catch and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it it's like it's crazy. Like, yeah, he was like a legend, and now it's just like he still has the talent. He's yeah, just being wasted in yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, I want him. I want him to come to Green Bay. I know I'm being biased. I think he'd do so good if he had an actual decent quarterback throwing him the ball. When has he actually had a good quarterback throwing I mean, him the no, ball? No, but he had Baker for a couple years, and Baker was good. Like Baker, no, Baker's, Baker's been, been above been a, average. Baker's been above right, average. But I mean, well, like, he is not he, above he, average. He's been. He I is said the he's thing been that is above holding average. them back. Yeah, exactly. I think he's their holding. I mean, like, but the thing Odell is, Odell has never had an elite quarterback. He yeah, he's Eli sure. Manning was. Good. He didn't play with Eli Manning when yes, Eli Manning was in his prime. What do you not mean? Not when he was in his prime. It's still Eli Manning, though. Okay, not in his prime, but Eli Manning was good. His rookie year, how many yards did OBJ right, but, have his okay. rookie It was year? one of the when best rookie years. Do seasons. you think of Eli Manning? I think of like someone like when Patrick Mahomes, of, Aaron Rodgers, so Brady, like someone like that. two Super Bowls who beat Brady. He but that o- was, he's I, the original Brady father. Okay, he is, but I'm talking about when Odell came into the league, Eli Manning was not an elite quarterback like Mahomes is right well, now or Rodgers is. He was top 10. And he's still Eli Manning. Like, that's yes, the thing he with was. quarterbacks. Look at the quarterbacks that. Tell me 10 quarterbacks that were better than Eli Manning when uh, OBJ was a rookie. All right. The OBJ got drafted in 2020, 2014. 2014, yeah. 2014. Eli's stats in 2014. Yeah, he threw for 4,400 yards. That was one of the most. 30 touchdowns. 30 touchdowns and 14 picks. I guess. All right, never mind. I take that. That was one of his highest of his career, and Oda helped him. But he also, I mean, I still, I want to see him with, like, that's why he was also really good on the Giants. I think if he goes back to an elite quarterback, he'll be really good. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Baker argument, I see both sides because Baker is, like, shown, ex- especially at Oklahoma, he was a dog there. And uh, his first couple of years with the uh, Browns, he, I mean, he struggled. I want to say, I'm, I'm trying to remember, I feel like he struggled his first, like, year, year and a half, and then he kind of picks it up a little bit, and then now he's just been slowly declining. I never want to say he was bad, and I never want to say he was really good, but he's been above average at points, and he shows signs of being really good but you know what i mean he's he's never uh peaked it either <coughs> way i think obj no no no. i'm talking about baker uh, baker yeah. has not nearly peaked yet that guy is but i, I still think know. i still have faith him i like him i'm sorry no, i, I just, knew i, I should have picked up elijah more elijah Moore i, just pro- I swear game. to god that i 
Elijah Moore is a good receiver. I was literally going to start him this week when I traded for Michael Pittman. All right. One thing I, I had a waiver for him. I want to touch back on really quickly is how competitive the NFC is. Oh, my right gosh. Now, to AFC, for, the, yeah. for the seventh seed, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams competing for one playoff spot, the seventh seed. I mean, it's early, The but Panthers, still. the Vikings, it's not early. We're halfway through the season. It's week nine. It's still early for the playoff race. I guess it is, but there was seven teams that are in contention for one playoff spot right now. That, like, I could honestly, my pick is the Seattle Seahawks just because Russell Wilson is coming back. For the seventh seed in the playoffs. But there's so many teams competing for one spot. The I mean, NFC is so much better than the AFC yeah. is this year. It's insane. I mean, in all honesty, the Bears have a tough schedule. We probably won't be competing mm. for that. The Eagles aren't, aren't going to. I, the hope, Eagles aren't. I hope the Bears The Panthers the aren't. I think it's between the Niners, the, the Niners, the Vikings, and the Seahawks. It's those three teams that are going to be in the seventh the seed. The Vikings can make a run, Loki. They been could. Fire but not lately. the way they played. If they play like that. I guess the Cowboys on yeah. Sunday night, not happening. I'm excited Honestly, for that it's game, the Niners though. and the Seahawks. They're, they're divisional teams. They play each other. Seahawks already have one over them. They beat them. I think it's going to, especially with Russ coming back, because the Seahawks are on bye. And the Russ comes back against the Packers. But I guess they're going to take another loss, but yeah. we'll see. And I know you were just talking about the Jets brand. So one thing we got to talk about from that Halloween weekend game is the Jets Ooh. versus Bengals pulling off their second win of the season behind the GOAT, Mike White. Yeah, but greatest now, quarterback Mike in New York White, history. As you're watching this game, the Thursday night game, he just got injured with a wrist. Uh, Sadly, I think it may be a broken wrist, but I don't know. Tough to see. He was at the top of the world. He top was. of the world, four hundred. He was thirty-seven he was for forty-five. The most of all time in their first career start. Most yeah. career yards, completions. Before, than Zach Wilson. Though. I mean, he barely... That was his first start ever. He took, like, half the game snaps last week, or two weeks ago, and then came out last week, had four, oh, 405 yards, uh, three touchdowns, two picks, uh, a one, 107.9 quarterback rating. He played so well. Um, also, Michael Carter had a great game rushing and receiving, so that helped out a lot. He had uh, a combined of like 160 yards and a touchdown. Michael Carter, so he, he had a great game, which helps a lot. Surprisingly, the Jets were able to put up 34 points and the hold Jets the Bengals. so weird this season. They lost 54 to 16 to the Patriots, but then they go out and they beat the Titans and the Bengals. And the Bengals, and the Bengals are one of the hottest the teams right now. Yeah. The Bengals were the number one seed in the AFC before they lost. The Titans are the number one seed in the AFC right now. They beat the top two teams in the AFC, but then they go and lose by 40 to another Patriots team. They're just the weirdest team to me. I don't. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And the Joe Burrow case has been so interesting because I think Joe, Joe Burrow is... He is sneakily, really he's sneakily becoming one of the Bears better game, quarterbacks. He looks like. really good. Him and Jamar Chase. Not even the whole Bears game. Literally just that, that the two court, and a that, half minute span. Yeah, not not even it was like, it was like three plays. Yeah, yeah like no, it was literally plays. like a minute and a half. It was like three, <laughs> three, three straight picks. It was so, like it was literally three straight turnovers. Mm-hmm. Maybe like one play in between No, them. I'm pretty sure it was three straight. There, I th- there was, was the crazy. one of them was back to back at least I know that it was that that was the, like the one game where he really struggled in which I think the the Bears the Bengals would have been in if the uh, Joe Burrow played a little bit better but that helped them pull away but still like the Bengal Joe Burrow sneakily becoming one of the best quarterbacks um or one of, one of the better quarterbacks in the league right now he threw for even in that loss he had threw for two hundred fifty nine three touchdowns so. Um, he's sneaking up there, and I think he's like I was really high on him too, even coming off of that season-ending injury. So I think, um, I think he's gonna finish the season really good. I think the Bengals have a really good chance to make a run, especially with uh Jamar Chase going for this record. And if he continues to break it, um, that that duo will continue to go crazy. I hopefully think in the he's playoffs, on pace to break it. Yeah, he is for sure. 
he didn't have too good of a game against the Jets, but the Jets' pass defenses. I mean, they're ranked high right now just because they don't throw on. Yeah, nobody throws on the Jets. Throw the ball on the Jets because I mean, Jonathan Taylor is one hundred and eighty yards right now. Yeah. Wait, but how did I'm just. How did they the have two hundred and sixty-one rushing yards against the How Jets? How did the Bengals score so many points? Joe Joe Mixon only had fourteen carries for thirty-three yards. He had a receipt. He had like five catches for seventy yards and a touchdown. Oh. Yeah, Joe Burrow spread the ball, and they're. I mean, the defense yeah, got Burrow them in did. good positions. Played good also. Yeah, those two picks in Mike so White put Boyd. them in good good position. Yeah, so they didn't really need to. Um... But yeah, that game was crazy, and I know you're talking about how Mike it was better than Zach Wilson, and I I know it might be a half joke, but Robert Sala when in the press uh, conference said he didn't rule out Mike White starting for the remainder of the season, and I think it was really up to this Thursday night game, uh, how he plays, and it, well now he's injured, so Zach Wilson will probably end yeah, up coming back. But it was really up to this game, um, depending on if Mike White I mean, were sorry, wasn't out of that the equation. First drive, the Colts scored. He came right back. Yeah, he was like six plays. Like he doesn't look bad touchdown. at all. Mike White, exactly. he looks really good. It just, it's. I feel bad for him because he was gonna. I felt like he would have yeah. got a starting job, especially with, <laughs> especially with how bad Zach Wilson is playing. With Keenan Cole too. Keenan Cole's transitioned to being a better receiver for them. Yeah. I know they have Jameson Crowder too, who was like their only guy that and they could uh, target Corey last Davis. season. Yeah. Oh yeah, Corey Davis, but he's not on them anymore. But oh. Keenan Cole had that. Uh, oh yeah. Kenny Cole had that crazy catch that they ended up calling out. I'm so yeah, mad. That was, I don't know what the refs were. I, I guess he didn't keep possession, but it moved when it hit the ground. Yeah, but. something like that. I hate that the, mm. the, the, when the ball's moving or everyone hits the ground. But regardless, though, that that catch was insane. Uh, and, and regardless, he's still been putting up numbers for them. So uh, they, it seems like they have a solid second option coming out there. Um, but nevertheless, the Jets, though, have uh, two tough games coming up. Uh, they have to play the Colts next week and then the Bills. So um, even though they showed that spark of hope, now they they have to play the yeah. Colts this week. They're, they're losing to and then the Bills. Yeah. They're in rebuild mode, and they have a good head coach. Because Robert Sala, he was good on the Niners. He's, yeah, I think he'll, he'll, he'll make a pressure. Like I mean, you can, like there's him. not much you can do your first year there. Yeah, like, that. like There's nothing you can work with. Especially a bad team like that. Yeah, like, it's just. There's I mean, no they, hope the thing is, they have two quality wins, but then they just exactly. like lose like, these games by like forty. Is it makes no sense? Yeah, it's they crazy. Go out one week beat a top team. And I bet next week they'll probably beat the Bills. I it's like be surprised if they beat the Bills. Yeah, like, it's, it would. <laughs> it would be. Especially because the Bills kept it close with Miami the other they week. They lost like, by forty. The Patriots. They came out. They beat the. Um, they came out. They beat the. What's it called? The Bengals. They getting killed by the Colts. They're gonna go out next week and beat the Bills. Like it's just the, the the Jets. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, another one more game though. That I just kind of wanted to touch on real quick from last week was that Bucks vs Saints Woo! game, which I think was a really that was another really exciting game. It's up for it's up there for my favorite game of the week with the Packers uh, Cardinals game. I'm probably would have to go with this game just because I don't like watching the Packers in general. But um, Tom Brady overall kind of struggled this game. He had that missed touchdown early and then. Um, had a fumble lost and two picks, which really put the Saints, the Saints whose offense had Jameis Hurt, um, and had to have Trevor Simeon come in. Uh, they really needed those turnovers, and the Saints defense was able to step it up um, and get them in good field position. So even without Jameis, they were able to pull away. Trevor, that's because Sean Payton's such a good head coach. He gets the best out of all of his quarterbacks. Yeah, Trevor Simeon got it done uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. He did his job out there. Um, he threw for 159 yards and a touchdown. I think um, Alvin Kamara, though, was just one of those reasons why they were able to also be in the game. And then Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram was good. Yeah, it was a good pickup for them. Yeah, that was exactly. a huge pickup for I them. I think they traded, like, a sixth-round pick or something. Yeah. They got him for good value because he's, he's still good. He's a pretty good quarterback. I, I mean, he's, like, a good that. number two. He's like, a, a third-down back. back. Yeah, 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 for sure. 
Uh, I mean, it's sad to see Jameis Winston go down. Like, he's slowly, like, he's almost one of my favorite players now. Like, you see that video of him, like, dancing in the locker yeah. room after? Yeah, guys, crazy. Did you see? I'm pretty sure they had a tribute video for him, too. For Mark oh, Ingram. The Saints, yeah. For Mark Ingram or Jameis Winston? For Mark Ingram. Oh. Yeah, they did. He came out. Because that was, that was just, he, he just for returned for them, yeah. I mean, he's just, he's a really likable guy, too. Yeah, Mark yeah. Ingram's. Jameis is one of those guys that's just so funny, too. I just hate to see him yeah, going down. Do. And he's been balling out this season for exactly. the Exactly. They beat yeah. the Packers and they beat the Bucks. Yeah. And they were also in the five or six seed. They're on, they were on pace to make the playoffs. I don't know if they will now. But. I mean, I, don't think, I think Taysom Hill can get Taysom, it done. No, he can't. No, he can't. No, he can't. I'm can't. sorry. No, he can't pass the ball. You can't. Eventually, quarterbacks are going to stop that. They can't. You can't keep running the ball, designing Q read options every play. You can't. just can't do that. We'll see how it gets done, especially now. The other big news I want to talk about is MT, which, oh, my God, he is riding on my fantasy bench this past <laughs> couple weeks after I acquired him in a trade from Brandon. I so gave the, him Chris Carson and Michael Thomas. And, and then after what? and then They're after I trade, dead. yeah, after I trade, Chris Carson announced out for this er, indefinite return. And then af- yeah. another, another like, four Chris weeks. Chris Carson was it coming back. I, it was known. He had okay, a but even, injury. even if Michael Thomas came back, like, even if I got Michael Thomas out of that, it still would have been a fine trade. Taysom Hill is the quarterback. Taysom Hill. No, but Jameis Winston, he would have done good. No one could see Taysom Hill being the quarterback. It's just not. I, I didn't mean, see Jameis getting hurt. Yeah, but then, then MT apparently gets an injury while he's injured. Like, he has a new foot injury while he was recovering, which is just so annoying. And then, regardless, even if he did come back, t- Jameis now is out for the he's year. He's on my so. blacklist. I had him on my fantasy team last year. After last year, I just blacklisted him. He was out, like, every other game. It was so annoying. Him and Chris Carson both. I had both of them last year. They both got injured so much. Like, they're up there for the top most injury-prone players in the league. It's insane. Chris Carson gets hurt way too much. It's so sad to see. Like, Michael Thomas had that huge season, like, the record-breaking season in 2019, and he's, like, literally played, like, four games since then. It's just... Yeah, it's crazy. It sucks. It's just how the way the NFL works, though. But speaking of that, too, People not even... forget about him as a top-five receiver now because he just hasn't played in so long. Yeah. And speaking of that, we got... I don't even... Th- we talked... So, last episode that we did, we talked a lot about King Henry, but now we just heard that he's out for the year. Broken um, foot. Broken foot. Just, in my opinion, that's like... Like, if it wasn't a player from the Bears, that's like the worst injury that made me the most sad just because Derrick Henry... I mean, I know me and Brandon were talking about this earlier, that if he were to keep that pace that he was going for the 2,000-yard season and, like, how the best touching, running back I think the best. One of yeah. the? I think, no. like, one he's of the. He's not there yet. He's not okay, there yet. Okay, no, no. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. He hasn't won I don't think he needs a Super Bowl. I don't, you don't need Super Bowls. He doesn't need a Super You need an MVP or an offensive player of the year. Has Barry Sanders won a Super Bowl? No, but he has an offensive player of the year, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Henry, Henry won it last Henry, year. Yeah, Henry is the offensive player of the year last, last year. year. Oh, he did win it yeah. last year? Yeah, and I think right. he could have this you year, too. Take, you, can't, you can't be mad at him for not having an MVP because the MVP is basically most valuable it's, it's quarterback. quarterback. It's, it's MVQ. There's no other, like, like players. You, you rarely that. ever see another position where they win that award. Even if they are. And I think I was talking about it last episode. I think Derrick Henry is the most valuable player, like, no, to that Saints. We what's the Saints? No, no, to the Saints offense. Well, or, not me, right. my bad. The Titans. Well, I guess Titans we will, we'll talk about the next week because we will find out. How valuable Derrick Henry is to that offense. If the Titans go out and they keep winning, you'll see how non-valuable Derrick Henry is to that offense. Because again, and to, he is a running back. Going back, a replaceable position. Yeah, and they going got all day now. Going through all day. Going back to that point though, they yeah they just picked up Adrian Peterson, so that's gonna be fun to see him back in action. But um, 
Derrick Henry, like, it, so, first of all, there's been four or five, I want to say, other running backs that have had uh, 2,000 yard seasons. No one's done it twice, yet alone, no one's done it in back to back seasons. And Derrick Henry was about to do that with like 20 plus touchdowns. It, it would have been like up there for the best running back of all time. I think just the, his combination of speed, strength, and just the, his stat line that he has and his accolades already as an offensive player of the year. I well, think if the Titans were able to make a run and he was able to get Super Bowl, then that cements him. Be able to keep this up. How long will he be able to That's what I we mean. We saw with Todd Gurley. He had I feel, I still miss a Todd three Gurley. or four Todd year span. He, was he had an elite. offensive player of the year. Insane. And then. Gurley was his crazy. knees just and arthritis. I want to say Derrick Henry is different, but we just saw like he, everyone, you know, no one's invincible. Like we just saw him go down like that, and that's so sad to see. A lot of people like I hate when people do this, but they like predict injuries. Like at least like people that look in the fantasy so much, mm-hmm. um, they predict injuries almost. They're saying, oh, and, like it's just I mean it's just a sad reality of the NFL with the running backs. They're just bound to get injured. People say that Derrick Henry is like two or three good seasons without getting injured. Um, and just from that workload last season, combined with how much he was already getting pushed this season, it was just bound to happen, and now he needs surgery on that foot. So it's just so sad to see. But um, yeah. hopefully we can see him back in action next year. I honestly think he would have broke the run- um, season rushing record with a new addition of a whole other game. Yeah, but that's like – it's a whole new game. Like, yeah, if, exactly. It's, a, it's an additional game, so I don't know if you can really count that. Like, yeah, I think, I think counting, you only looked through the first couple weeks. He was weeks. over 2,000 yards, so – Yeah, yeah. I think it, you would look at it, though, if only if he did it before the Week 18 game or whatever uh, yeah, there is I now. Guess. But that dude, I feel so bad because I don't know – I don't know if he'll come back the same, if he'll be able to pick off where he left off. Cause I, I so. mean, it's not that serious of an injury. I mean, it's his foot. Yeah. No, but the thing is, I guess this and season, out for this the season, season is dead yeah. for him because he would have broke It's nine records. weeks. He would've been, this would have been another historical season for I him. I mean, like you were saying, him. with the season's already halfway over, so out for the season sounds bad, but in reality, it's like nine weeks, which is like, you know, a little over two months. So it's like, it's not a terrible injury. Um, I'm it's sure terrible in the way it affects him. Yeah, 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 for sure. Historical season. Yeah, if you were able to just to stay healthy through the season and break that, then you would have been up there for yeah. one of the best running backs of all time. I still think he is, even without, like, even this season. I think I think he's definitely top 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The way that man we'll see how it comes dominates the football. I don't think he's better than Walter Payton. Oh, oh no, for sure he's Sanders. Not. No, he's not. No. I don't think he's better than Jim Brown. No. I don't think he's better than Emmett Smith. O.J. Simpson. O- I'm, I'm not even O.J. Simpson. Simpson. I think O.J. Simpson is better than him. Like I'm OJ Simpson, yeah, OJ Simpson is better. OJ Simpson has a two thousand season too. Aside from all the illegal like things he did, he's one of the best running backs of all time. Yeah. he was insane when he was playing at least. Age, I don't think he's better than Adrian Peterson. He isn't. No chance. He's better than Adrian Peterson. Oh, well, you, I thought you said he's better than Adrian Peterson. No, no, no. Adrian Peterson's the Adrian light Peterson's is better than insane. him. Um, who else? Barry Sanders. Oh, I said Barry Emmett Sanders. Lewis. Or, Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. <laughs> I don't know why I said Emmett Lewis. Emmett Smith. He's not better than Emmett Smith. Yeah. There's a couple of guys up there. But I think he, like you're that. talking about, he just needs that Super Bowl to cement his legacy, I think, which is harder to do as a running back. But um, I think the Titans roster certainly is the talent to get done, especially if they draft more defense in these next, like, year or two. But Oh, LT also. I don't know if he was better than LT. I think he's better than LT. No, it's close. LT was dominant. LT was just like shifty. LT was just like an Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Like Christian McCaffrey. Like Christian McCaffrey, but... He was a receiving running back also. And then, uh, besides the injuries, we had we saw Kelvin really step away from football this weekend just for, like, personal reason, which was, like, A, sad to see, B, um, just sucks for the Falcons because they already have not been doing well this year. 
And then now with the addition of Hema, who, like, a lot of people saw him coming into this year as a competition for the wide receiver one, because we saw him do so well with Julio, without Julio last year. We thought we were going to see the same type of thing, and we really didn't. Um, he missed a couple of games due to personal reasons. I hope and, he comes back healthy. I just, I hope he has a steady recovery. I hope he gets his stuff together so he can keep playing football. Because I really want him, him to start on my fantasy team. Yeah. Uh... Besides that, though, I think overall this pretty much sums it up for all the games that I really wanted to talk on um, for this weekend. But one of the, one more thing I wanted to do before I wrap up this episode is talk about some of the MVP candidates who we think uh, – because like Chris said, we're halfway through a season right now. It's about time that you can start looking at stuff like that. Um, I think there's definitely the exception, but we started to see like – some of the main trends throughout the course this season. So right now, I know you guys can kind of jump in whenever, but uh, at number one, I had Josh, Josh Allen, just because he's the most solid resume, best team in the AFC. He's really had to have a game where he struggled yet. Um, uh, he struggled against Pittsburgh a little. First yeah, but he hasn't. Now. Yeah, that was, the, that was early on. Yeah. The, it was the first, the first week was just a weird – I mean, yeah, the NFL has just been know. weird this year, but the first week was ex- in a, especially – Cause um, it's so hard to rank these guys this year. It is. Yeah, there's so like can rank there's so many candidates. There's honestly, there. I mean, I feel pretty confident in my. But okay, but oh, here's no, the thing. I think I think um, a lot Matthew of this, Stafford should be number one. Honestly, I think Stafford's been insane. Yeah, Stafford has been really good. <laughs> That's my guy. I wanted Stafford, to say I Lamar, but after I saw him play against the Bengals, Bengals and lose to them, yeah, the only reason number one anymore. I won't say Brady. He's the best stats wise. But the team is way too good. Well, yeah, that's the only thing against them. Out. And he just had a the only reason oh, you, you could put a, you could put team another is better than Brady's. Hmm? Yeah, Tom Brady has better stats. No, okay, but the Buccaneers' is offense stats. is better no, than, I'm, the, not, than the Rams. Yeah, I don't even know. The Cooper Cup is so good. Like that's the that's the main point of the offense. If you I take Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, I'd take Cooper Cup and Robert Woods over Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I'm sorry. Uh, and Antonio Brown? No, you no, wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Not adding Antonio Brown. Okay, there. but obviously, why, why but, wouldn't you add Antonio? Yeah, Brown? you have to. You can't. You can't no just sense. like pick out two because like there's no other guys. All right, I'm gonna read off Tom Brady and Matt Stafford's said. Tom Brady's thrown for 26. 50 yards, 25 touchdowns, 5 picks compared to Matthew Stafford, who I think he has I think he's been very valuable to the Rams, but I don't think he's had as good as stats. Matt Stafford has 22 touchdowns, 4 picks and 2500 yards. Brady that's beats him in every similar. category. I category. mean Brady's leading, yeah, Brady's leading everything. So that's what I had But here. I want to get back to what I was saying really quickly. Um, I got you. Yeah. Sorry. Um I I wouldn't give it to Brady just because of how good the Bucks offense is. I think, I think if you put to account, I don't think I. But I think if you put another top ten quarterback in his position, they're gonna do just as good because of how good the offense. I mean, you can is. say that for Stafford. You, you say could. you put Brady into his position. He oh my god, yeah. The Honestly, Rams' offense was with Brady. Oh no, you can say that for every quarterback. You can make the case for Rodgers because he has a good weapon. I think you it could. has to be Brady. Rodgers is. Okay, I here's think the thing. Brady, Stafford. Here's the thing. Josh Brady, Allen, Brady, Josh Allen. I think those Brady, are the three Stafford, right there. Josh Allen, Rodgers, Dak, Lamar, Kyler Murray. Like, any of those no, guys not could Lamar, Not Kyler anymore now that he's hurt. Okay, not Kyler and Lamar, but Rodgers, Dak, How long Brady. How is Kyler for? Uh, at least this week. I don't think he'll play this week. Uh, yeah, 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 and plus... Did. Plus he had a he he was the early leader. It looks yeah, like early was. on, especially with how good the cards were doing. But then he had the two bad games against the Jags and Packers, and got uh, injured. So I think that really dampened his case. I don't know. There's just so many candidates. And that's the I thing. Like if you, have, I can't make a pick. That's right the thing, now. and that think, switches yeah, so much. And if you have one bad game, then it's like it it moves you down like so much. Because Kyler Murray, he was up there at number one 
for like until like two weeks ago. Now I have him at five. He's probably gonna drop out of top five after this week just because Dak's he's not gonna, playing. Dak's gonna play. And Dak's probably gonna. Have yeah, a good Dak's game. gonna have an amazing game. Dak's been on a tear uh, <laughs> since he came back. But it's the same thing with Dak. Dak's not. I don't even have him in the top five just because he hasn't played as much as these other mm-hmm. guys yet. Lamar too. He's he's shown sparks of being like. The 2019 MVP that he once was, but... Um, then he had that game against the Bengals. Yeah, and then he just has games like that, you know what I mean? So, I think... So, going back, so I had Josh Allen at one, I had Rodgers at two, just because he had that, he had, had a huge struggle game week one, that's an understatement, but he hasn't thrown an interception since then. Um, he's at least two touchdowns and over 200 yards in every game uh, since then as well. So, he's he's been doing really good, and he was able to beat the... The reason why I put him over Tom Brady at two was because he was able to knock off the undefeated Cardinals last week without his top three receivers, which really just showed his dominance. Yeah, that game was amazing. He didn't have the best game, but the way he ran the clock, like, just ran the offense. Without the it was top insane. Three. Yeah. And that was... I give credit to Matt LaFleur also, because Matt LaFleur's play calling outside of the red zone was really good. And, uh... And then, like I said, we were talking about, so Tom Brady's at three. I think that's pretty interchangeable, though, with Rodgers at two, just because he has the best. He had a terrible game, and he still leads the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns mm-hmm. by a decent amount. So um, the stats that he's putting up at 44 is crazy, but if you take in that count of team, if you take in that count of that bad game, um, I don't think he really has some of the accolades, despite a better team, if that makes sense, to put him above these other guys. But... Um, I just don't think he's as valuable to his team as some of the other quarterbacks are. I mean, I think he's still... It's just... I mean, he is, though. That's the thing. It's just so hard because they all are at this point. I think if you switch Rodgers and Brady, Rodgers will do better than Brady is right now. Because he's he's younger and he's more talented. I mean, I think... think, So here's the thing. I think Rodgers right now, as there's been times uh, where over the last three years, as Tom Brady's grown older, that Rodgers is more... Athletic and more talented. He's a better. I mean, like Aaron Rodgers is one of the best arm talents in NFL history. He's the best, if not the best. I. I mean, we've always talked about Patrick. I know you can no, hate you on Patrick Mahomes. You can. You can. He's been in the league for three years. That's Rogers what I mean. Been doing it for seventeen. That's literally what I'm saying. Is that he's so early on in the league and he's kind of struggling this season, but he's still like one of the most talented that we've seen from a young talented guy. Yeah, so, yeah, um, but Aaron Rodgers, like throughout history, has been one of the most arm talented arm talents. But Tom Brady's just more successful than him. He just knows how to win. He knows how to get it done. Uh, He's just been a better quarterback, in all honesty. But uh, just this year, he hasn't really proven the same amount team-wise that Aaron Rodgers has, which is the only yeah. reason that I have him at three. And then, like, Stafford, Murray, Dak, Lamar, all I those guys Stafford, are just interchangeable. And all those guys have the ability to take number one over. Besides Lamar, I think Lamar would need a pretty crazy push, though, which I'm not expecting from him. I love him, but I don't expect him to make a push for MVP this year. But, like, Dak... Stafford, Colin Murray, I can all see coming back and making a run for it. Yeah, um, one thing, I think Stafford should be above Brady. I think Stafford's had a really good season. And it just it just shows how good of a quarterback he was because the Lions are what? Like, they're 0-8 now. They're yeah. 0-8. And with Stafford, they probably have at least three wins. At least three because I don't think they'd lose that Ravens game. I don't think they'd have lost that game. I don't think they'd lose the Vikings game. So I think it just shows how good of a quarterback Matt Stafford does. I've always liked him as long as he, while he was on the Lions. His talent was always wasted there. I'm glad he got to go to a new team where he's actually be able to prove his worth and how good of a quarterback he is. For sure. And I think that's all we got for the episode today. Um, we enjoyed 
talking to you guys today after missing last week. Uh, make sure to join us next week for the Week 9 podcast. We're going to break down all those games as well as hopefully talk some college football maybe. Um, the college football starting to come out with our playoff selection, so we're going to start to dig into that a little bit too as um, the college football season winds down. So make sure to join in for that next episode. Um, thank you for listening. Make sure to check out the Owe Howell for some more amazing stories by some more amazing people. Thank you. We'll see you next time.